0: The Song of Solomon, which is also called the Song of Songs, is right in the middle of our Bible, and it is a series of Hebrew love poems that are so explicit that Jewish children were not allowed to read them until they got to a certain age. It's written as a dialogue between two lovers who are professing their love for one another and describing in embarrassing detail each other's bodies and what they would like to do together. Now, luckily, the passage that the lectionary pulls for us today is pretty tame. But feel free to go home and read the rest of the book yourself. Just make sure you read it in a Bible that has good academic footnotes so that you know what they're really saying when they say, hey, come beside me and pasture your kids next to my shepherd's tent. When Andrew and I were about to get married, the church ladies uh, at our old church threw me a wedding shower. And as part of that, they each gave me a Bible verse to like meditate on as we started our marriage. And most of them were lovely little verses um, about love. Or God's plan for your life but one little old lady passed me a slip of paper and on that paper I unfolded it and it said song of songs the whole thing read it to each other in bed and I looked up at her and she gave me this little mischievous smile and my cheeks turned so red I thought they were going to burst into flames so Song of Songs is very sensual. There's no two bones about it, which makes it seem like an odd choice for inclusion in our sacred scriptures. And the other reason that its inclusion seems odd is that it does not mention God, not once, at least not directly. And not only that, but nor does it mention Israel or covenant or rules we are to live by as God's people or anything else that you would expect to find in an Old Testament book. So why is it in our Bibles? Well, here are three possibilities. Number one, maybe Song of Songs is in our Bibles to teach us about biblical sex. And what I mean by that is that in a world like ours that seems to specialize in loveless sex, maybe we need a book in our Bibles that doesn't ignore it, even celebrates it, places it front and center but always pairs it with love a love that is mutual intimate and mature maybe that's why it's in there number two maybe song of songs is in our bibles to remind us to bring our whole lives to god not just the cleaned up and pure parts but also the bumpy lumpy messy human parts maybe those parts are holy too maybe those are the holiest And maybe church needs to be a place where those parts of us and of our lives are welcomed and blessed or number three maybe song of songs is in our Bibles as just one more way that God is willing to do whatever it takes to get our attention and show us how God truly feels about us in other words Maybe Song of Songs is one giant metaphor for how God feels about us. The Sanskrit language has 96 words for love. Ancient Persian had 80. Greek and Hebrew, the languages of our scriptures, each had three. English has one, love. Love. We talk all the time about how God loves us, but how could one word, one measly little word capture all of how God feels about us? How could one little word capture a God who created us with their own hands, looked at that creation, and said, it is good? The God who knows us like an artist knows the work of their own hands. The God who looked down on us on our baptism day and said you are my child my beloved and with you i am well pleased God who loves us so much that God couldn't stay away. God slipped into human skin and moved right into our neighborhood to be with us in the person of Jesus Christ. And in Jesus, God went to the cross to prove once and for all that we are forgiven and nothing more is needed. And not only that, but then God rose from the grave so that we can rise to and left behind nothing but an empty tomb to prove for us once and for all, that even though we die to this world, death is not the end, but just the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. How can one little tired old world capture all of that? How can that one four-letter word capture an emotion, a devotion, and an action of that magnitude when it comes to how God feels about us? Words fall short they say a picture is worth a thousand words hey so try one of these what's your picture what's your picture what's your image for how god feels about you because maybe it is that lover from the song of solomon leaping and bounding clearing mountains in a single hurdle just to get to you peering in to try and get a glimpse of you through the windows, standing on tiptoe, waiting at the gate, holding out their hand, calling for you to come out and frolic with them in the flowers. Maybe that's your image. Or maybe it's the father when the kid is finished with their bath who is waiting there with that warm and fluffy towel to wrap them up in their arms. Or maybe it's that mother taking that art you made, macaroni, noodles, and pipe cleaners, and proudly hanging it on the door of heaven's refrigerator. Or maybe it's this. A spiritual director named Bill Keynes, he was caring for his father. At the end of his life, his father had cancer, and so Bill took a break from his spiritual practice work to be with his dad and care for him. And towards the end, His dad's body was basically completely debilitated. He needed Bill to do everything for him. But his mind and personality were still sharp and intact, um, which is a gift. And so in that role reversal um, that is common to adults who are caring for their parents, um, every night Bill would read his father to sleep like his father used to do for him when he was a kid. And so Bill would be reading for some novel and his father would be laying in the bed, eyes wide open, staring at him and smiling. And Bill would look at him and say, okay, dad, the way this is supposed to work is I read and you fall asleep. Close your eyes and go to sleep. So was dad. Would say, okay, yep, got it. He would close his eyes. And Bill would keep reading, but it wouldn't last long because pretty soon one eye would pop open. And then the other. And his dad would be staring at him again. And Bill would catch him and whine and say, come on, dad. you would be exhausted from caring for him all day. Come on, dad. Knock it off. So his dad would apologize, close his eyes. But it wasn't long until one eye popped open and then the other. And this happened again and again and again. And it wasn't until after his dad died that Bill realized that this ritual was just a father Who could not keep his eyes off of his child? How much more so, God? How much more so, God? Whatever your image is, if it's that lover from Song of Solomon, if it's the parent with the warm, fluffy towel, the art hung up on heaven's refrigerator, or the aging parent who just can't keep their eyes off of you. Not only has God always loved you, but it is God's great joy to love you, and it is God's great joy for you to marinate in the fact of that love. Amen.